0: Welcome to another episode of Last Week Out, your weekly motivational inspirational podcast, which is brought to you by But Out E Sigs. Mm. Pretty easy to spell, dude. But two T's, out E E, no, not two E's, one E Sigs.com. <laughs> Here's what they're doing for our listeners, man. It's some really cool stuff, dude. You can order whatever you want online, and if you put in the promo code Last Week Out, you get 20% off your 20? order. 20 you don't have to leave your house, dude. You don't have to leave your house for your wow. vape stuff. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm sitting there watching Netflix, and I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, I need some vape shit. True. I don't want to leave the house. Boom, you can order it. It's not going to be there that day, obviously, because there's shipping and handling and all that, but you're going to get it it's usually eventually. usually
1: like a two- to three-day turnaround.
0: Two- to three-day turnaround, which is pretty good. They, That's fast. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're hooking our listeners up. You can uh, get on there, at out e promo code last week out twenty percent off your order. Uh, if you like that lo-fi banger, that was brought to you by DJ Devin Hancock. You can follow him on Instagram. And if you like our graphic design and our posters, that's from Sissy Art. You can follow her at SissyArt Art on Instagram for all kinds of really cool shit. Mm, yeah, uh, let's do some introductions here. We've got. Anthony spaghetti wetty wetty arms Tatum dude and I say that because he's got the fucking reach of a wild condor dude when he hugs you he hugs you and then he hugs himself and you're safe and protected and And two men behind you and two men behind you and you feel safe and you're just like oh god this is where I need to be this is where I want to be in in Anthony's arms dude Okay, we got DJ Wicked, 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 Dr. David Slack. He's on I one feel three. like shit. <laughs> I don't feel like shit. Thank you very much. That's David over there putting oh. it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> he always does this shit to me when I start talking. He plays these drops, so then I get confused. Oh. <laughs> okay, <sighs> I'm going to take a deep breath. Oh. You
1: have
2: to introduce there a pretty go. important person, so you.
0: There we go. And then there's me. Chud Z. Okay? I am the captain of this here ship. I am the pilot. I am the. F- I'm just everything, dude. This wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me, so y'all better thank me wait, later. Wait, last dude.
2: week, you said I was the captain.
0: Yeah, I was feeling real nice last week, and I'm not feeling that way anymore, mm. dude. Things, no, change, dude, things, I things change. I feel like shit. <laughs> dude, things change. People change, dude, and that's just the way it is, dude. It is what it is, you toot. All right, dude, we've got a real special guest today, dude. And I've said that about all our guests because all our guests are very special, and we're doing a really special thing here Mm -hmm. in this studio over here at Cinnabar Studios, dude. Last Week Out Media. One thing real quick before David distracted me. Do you have a message that you want to put out there on the line? Do you want to start a podcast? Well, it's a lot harder than you think, and there's a lot to it. So if you're interested in that, in that service please reach out to us dm us email us because what david is doing behind the scenes to get all this running up to get the video the editing the drops uploading it to platforms anthony you know what an rss feed is
2: i don't know what you guys are talking about exactly i just show up eat breakfast and talk for a while exactly dude but david knows
0: all that stuff so holler at us if you're interested in doing that we got a nice little studio set up over here we can get you in man Mm-hmm. Back to our guest. Special guest. Very special. I'm gonna tell a quick story about the first time I <laughs> met this man, okay? A few things actually, too. He's also very beautiful, and you're gonna see that in the video. And you know how you hear about like women getting catcalled all the time? Yeah. Which is a horrible thing that happens. It happens to him. He gets catcalled by women, and I'm it happened multiple- this morning. It happened this morning. We're leaving the breakfast spot, dude, and this girl's just like. She's like, hey, I hope you have a good day. And she just looked him up and down. And I was like, that was the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life. I felt violated. (laughs) It was pretty bad, dude. But it helps me understand. I've never catcalled someone. I never will. Um, But yeah, that's a horrible thing that happens. But he's just a beautiful man. So it's something you just got to come to terms with, I guess. Um, The first time I ever met this guest was like four and a half years ago. Okay. And uh, we were at this place and he was really upset with someone there and he said he was gonna take an AK to the entire place I believe Mm. I don't really remember he was wild dude his hair was long his vocabulary was minimal dude and he just was a fucking just a wreck of a human being dude (laughs) and that's not the case today dude so I'm really excited to figure out how did you get from where you were to where you are right now Mm.
2: so that was a powerful introduction. That was nice. Chad's been, Chad's hype, man. That was nice. But thanks for coming, dude. Of course. Taylor Pop. Taylor Pop. The one and only.
1: <laughs> Hopefully.
2: Yeah, and we've known Taylor for a little while. Taylor, you live a pretty cool life. Here's a couple of things I know about you. I know that uh, you make music. True. And then you were telling us this morning that you're going around traveling and uh, and speaking to kids at schools. And so what I kind of want to get into is a little bit wow. about your backstory. Uh, where you're from, things like that. And then we definitely want to get into what you're doing now. So are you a Arizona native? Correct. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yes. Born yes. and raised. Born and raised. What side of town? So I was born in Glendale. Okay. And then I was raised I guess you'd say like South Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got South, siblings. South South Gangsterville. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So South Scottsdale, but I was born in Glendale. Yeah. Siblings? Uh, So confusing. Not yeah. trying to confuse anybody. I was adopted at birth. So it was a closed adoption. Yeah. Never met like my biological parents. And then my mom who adopted me was married to a guy like, you know, my adopted father. He ended up passing when I was two. Holy shit, dude. So let me try to follow me. Right? No, I'm, so, I'm with you. So my father who passed when I was two, my adopted father, he with another woman had a son and a daughter. So that's technically my half brother and sister
2: were they living with you guys no
1: okay so kind of distant yeah. right and then my mom remarried at six that's where my stepdad comes in uh but he's my dad now and he had three daughters with another woman Okay. So I technically have five siblings. Yeah. So uh, like closer to like step or half. Right. So right. so the ones that I'm close to are the three sisters. Got it. And I'm the youngest. Oh, I totally crazy. get yeah, that, man.
0: I always wondered, so with the, with the adoption, at what age were you told you were adopted? And like, how did that go?
1: You know, it's funny you say that because I don't know. Right. So like I was thinking about this couple of months ago. Yeah. I was like, dude, when did I find out? But the one thing I do know about that is my mom told me like real quick, like when I was young and like probably younger than like I can understand it, you know, I couldn't understand it yet. But she kept telling me from a young age.
2: Yeah. I was adopted at birth too. And it was the same way. Right. It was uh, never a secret. It wasn't like some big reveal thing. It was exactly. Just, it was always known. Well, we're learning a lot in the podcast. Yeah, Damn, wait David, a I've second. Known you for ten, ten years, years, dude, <laughs> and you're just
0: now telling us this?
2: I, I mean, I share it in my in my story when I speak from the podium. God, I Maybe don't listen, dude. Yeah, you guys, sometime. you guys, Whatever, dude. Dude, that's cool though. So we'll cool, talk about bro. that on the what? next episode when we have David as a guest, so we could actually Tight. know about our friend. Tight. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you were adopted. Correct. Grew up in Sosco, what was your childhood like?
1: So from a young age, I mean, it was weird, man. So like when I get these sisters into my life, I'm six, right? And like me and my mom were cool, but the problem was is that like I was super protective of my mom, right? Because like I lost my father, even though I wasn't conscious of it, subconsciously had that abandonment problem already from being adopted from that. And so like I was protective. I didn't want my mom dating, but she's a grown woman, right? So she started dating. So when my sisters came into my life, I remember I was super like, no, you know what I mean? You're not my sisters, you're not my dad. I was standoffish, right, from a young age. Fuck you, you're not my dad. (laughs) Exactly, right, (laughs) exactly. So the crazy thing about this was is that uh, it took me probably a year to two years, my mom has it written down on a piece of paper that I didn't call him my dad for like a year or two years, or my sisters, which is harsh, right? And now I know that today, but at the time it was justified. Right. But other than that, like after that year, that two years, we got close my sisters were cool they were actually awesome my dad was actually pretty cool right so I start like hanging out with them and we like start growing as a family unit from there forward and my my early childhood life probably from like six to 11 was incredible right like I, I wanted to be a pro skateboarder I skateboarded all the time from six on um I had a bunch of dreams dude like crazy dreams like you know a lot of people are like what do you want to be when you're older in like kindergarten and yeah. preschool and stuff Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hear, like, the astronaut. Fireman. And the fireman. Yeah. Or the, the police officer. The garbage man. The garbage man, hopefully. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever <laughs> it is, it, it doesn't matter, right? But but they say the, the typical same things. And, like, dude, for me, I told my mom, and she told me this when I got older. She was like, you kept telling me you wanted to be... A professional surfboarder, skateboarder who lived in a shack on the beach in Hawaii. Jack Johnson. So dude. a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> so a fucking, so a fucking you,
2: washed You were out the drug one addict. only kid that said, "When I grow up, I want to be a drug addict."
1: <laughs> Literally, dude. Like, and but you know what I account this to though is like, is the one thing that's positive, like really positive about that is like I always looked at and this is what I mean by dreams. Like I looked at success differently at a young age than most people did. Yeah. In yeah. what way? In the sense of, like, I knew that it wasn't material from a young age. Okay. And I got caught up in the material later, which we'll talk about. But, like, for that time being, I just knew that the answer to, like, what I cared about in life was just happiness. Like, I wanted that. That was success to me.
2: Oh, what a fun little kid, dude.
1: Yeah, it was weird, man. Push was out there. It.
2: Uh, no, I mean, I'm just saying uh, it'd be nice to be around a kid that just
1: reminded me of that sort of stuff. <laughs> I mean, well, I didn't even take my own freaking thoughts, you know, or my own advice. But, like, I had... I had a great childhood, dude. Right. It was tight.
2: Yeah, grew up in Sosco. And so around six or 11, you said from six to 11, things were beautiful. Did things start changing into your preteens and teens?
1: Yeah, like extremely, right? So like six to 11, so I had a lot of friends, right? I'm not boasting. Like I just, like we all skated together. We were the skate crew at the school, dude. And then so when I got to maybe right before middle school, I started to feel like my homies weren't really my homies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I felt like we'd hang out and I'd leave and he'd be like, dude, that dude fucking sucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know where that came from. It just kind of came out of nowhere because I wasn't mm. tripping on nothing. Like I said, my idea of success and happiness, like that's all I really cared about. And I didn't trip on what other people thought at a very young age. But then when I started getting almost into middle school, I was like tripping on everything, dude. And I was like, nobody fucking likes me. And I'm terrified. And I was scared to go to school every day. I had to get my little emo hair fucking right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was fucked, dude. It was fucked. And and so that got worse and worse and worse, right? And then I started getting bullied. So that added to me feeling like I didn't fit in, right? So I got bullied like fifth grade. Bad, bad bullied, right? Were you a small kid? So yes, tiny dog. So like until, until, eighth grade and in eighth grade i'll give you a little bit in eighth grade i was five five and a hundred pounds
0: oh okay yeah Now you're like six three and a hundred pounds now six three 160. Mm. yeah
2: well so you start getting bullied all those things right so like dude
1: i would go to school and yeah. these are my homies right okay. two homies like close friends and they'd like spit loogies on me and like slap me with loogies. Oh, and man, like, what a, kind of friends are yeah, they? Well, this is the point, right? So, like, they were, they were like borderline abusive, like, for sure. Yeah, fuck your friends. Yeah, dude. dude. They, fuck those dudes still. Yeah, who are thing, they, dude? That's a no. shout yeah, them yeah, out us let's, let's say
0: their name. We'll follow them up. <laughs> hey, dude, we got an cult following that will handle <laughs> dude, that for you, dude. So,
1: like, it, you know, and it was already bad, though. Like, I want to say, like, yeah, like, situationally, like, that caused it to be worse. Mm-hmm. But it was already bad, man. And, and I think this accounts to, like, back early with my childhood and this new dad coming in my life, right? Like I was just like, it started to build this hole that was, that that just wasn't able to be filled because it was like that abandonment stuff, right? But I didn't know the problem, right? And there was more problems, obviously, which we'll talk about. But like, I didn't understand that like you're supposed to talk about your problems, Mm. you know, because I wasn't raised to like get through everything like alone, but like kind of, right, you know? So like, I didn't know that people like, we didn't really have that much in the household. Like, how are you feeling, you know? Nothing mm-hmm. against my parents, they did the best they could, but it Absolutely. was, they, tr- they tried, but like I wasn't about it. So like I pushed them away. Yeah, and pushed yeah. off
2: the idea of just talking about how you're feeling and things like that. Yeah, and the, and the homies aren't talking, cause they don't care, yeah, right? They don't like me, loogies. so it's fuck like- those yeah, it no, so, Fuck those motherfuckers. No, so so middle school comes, what do you do to start feeling better?
1: So my first drug, dude, I say this every time when I present at schools, when I do my share, it's like my first drug was not drugs, okay? It was attention, Yeah, like heavily. Dude, I don't give a fuck what... You are a class
2: clown? Bro.
1: Bro. So, it turned into this fucking thing where it was like, I would do fucking anything for it. Like, fucking anything. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, anything.
2: Come on, tell me something, So, like, for example,
1: it got so bad, man, because, like, all of a sudden, I'm this insecure. Like, I had all these friends, man, and I still have friends that aren't spitting on me every day. Mm. Um, But, like, I just am so fucking insecure and, like, anxious, dude. Like, panic Mm -hmm. all the fucking time, dude. And, uh... The, let me give you a, a story. Yeah, to an I'm, extent. Oh, I'm excited. I uh, I was into Yu-Gi-Oh cards when I was little.
2: Yeah, okay. We all were. I, well, you, Pokemon bro, cards for me. Well, but.
1: both were fucking fire. Right? Okay, oh, yeah. so, magic. So I'm like, <laughs> and, magic, and Magic the Fucking Gathering, right? So, so I'm into Yu-Gi-Oh and yo-yoing, right? So like that got me some fucking trash talk. Let's be honest here, and because uh, I I'd, I'd go into yo-yo competitions, bro. Whoa, wait, yo-yo, like you were walking dope. that dog, yeah, dude. Yeah, I was, was no, I was, the dog, I was split in the fucking at, like attic. I think it was called, dude. There were all these crazy like Jacob's trips, ladders, Jacob's ladder tower dude, Fucking I don't know. Dope. that's one. Jacob's ladders, dude. One, Jacob's one, dude. ladders, a fucking Dick piercing right?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoops. Okay, so, so sorry, yo-yo I master, I have that by the way. Uh, no, I'm just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yo-yo. Uh, um, okay, so this that's not even part of the fucking story, man. I don't know where I'm going with that, but the I Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. So I'm at recess one day. This is actually elementary school, right? So th- I was already seeking attention to an extent. Um, this motherfucker is like, he had a Yu-Gi-Oh card I didn't have. I was like, dude, I want that shit. Give me that shit. Yeah. He's like, eat this earthworm. I said, bet. So I fucking ate the earthworm, dude. Oh. Ha- swallowed it whole or chewed it? No, no, he made me chew it. And here's the oh, most fucked up man. part, dude. Here's the fucked up part. He didn't give me a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Mm. Yeah. What say his name? His dude. Name, What's, dude? His name, What's his name? No, I don't remember dude. that. Kid's <laughs> name. I would fucking dude. Honestly, honestly, I'd fucking I'd say it. Dude. <laughs> <leave a message. laughs> I, I know, re- know you remember that kid's name. No, I swear to God, I don't remember God. his name. No, so I, I, really I get don't.
2: it. So, so this is you're kind of out for it. You're you're making jokes. You're doing stuff and craving attention and yeah. Just were you getting in
1: trouble? Lots because of the attention seeking. So like, I got to the point, man. Like, I'll literally verbatim. Okay, I'll say this. This is freshman year, but like, I'll, and I'll jump back to eighth grade. But I'm just gonna say one thing I said in class one time so we're reading like this poem okay and the teacher everybody's in there right it's a full class 30 40 kids she
2: kind of asked for it though making eighth eighth graders read poems or fresh yeah But it it
1: was garbage but like so we're reading this poem and it's like fucking dude nobody understands it it's like Shakespeare shit it's written like old English right and uh and we had to like kind of write like a a poem ourselves Mm -hmm. and and like everybody's listening and at this point, uh, which I'll get into later, I'm high on triple C's in class, and uh, I, I said- uh,
2: Triple C's are cough yeah, medicine. Yeah, yeah, cough medicine, got correct, it.
1: correct. Yeah, that you, you get at the store. And uh, <laughs> these, these kids are sitting there, and I was like, uh, what did I say, I was like, love is like wetness dripping down a girl's thigh in front of the whole class. Like that kind of shit, dude. And then I got sent to the principal's office and like, almost got expelled for that. Because at the time, freshman year, I'll get to this, I was at Notre Dame, I was at a private school. Right. But dude, I started getting a lot of trouble at home. I started getting a lot of trouble at school. Dude, I was failing out early middle school. Yeah. uh, Because I didn't care about anything, man. Like, and that's like the most important part of my story is the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because at that moment, it was like fifth grade um, or sixth grade, I put being cool and fitting in above everything else, dude. Well, and what about skateboarding? Like, did you keep your hobbies? So I skated until eighth grade. And the reason why is because I started drugs in seventh grade. And then just cut out everything dude, that you're doing? Cut out all the the healthy relationships in my life because I did have healthy friends in seventh, eighth grade, the right. skateboarders. Uh, th- most of them, besides those two fucks. And, uh, and yeah, dude, the drugs like got me quick. Yeah. Real quick.
2: Taking and
1: what else? So, 11 years old, I smoked weed for the first time, right? Three 18 year olds that were my friend's older brother and his friends were like, hey, like, you know, um, you guys want you want to smoke weed with us, and like because here's the deal, man. And that's fucked up, right? Now you look back, you're like an 18 year old asking an 11 year old to smoke weed's fucking crazy, right? But at the time, dude, I was like, he knew who I was, and I was loud and obnoxious because I need attention all the fucking time. And he's like, Yo, Taylor, you know what weed is, man? Like, come smoke this with us, dude. It's like a fucking line out of a movie, dude, right? And I was like, Yeah, fuck you get that. high. So, backstory: my parents taught me all about not doing drugs right like they drilled that into my head over the years and uh i didn't even think about it when he asked because it's an 18 year old dude i want attention from fucking 11 year olds this is an 18 year old he's a fucking adult
2: it's a big win
1: yeah dude so for me this is the best day of my life this is the best moment of my life at this point Uh like up until this point from birth so i'm like yeah let's smoke weed we get in the car Guess what we do, bro? This is funny shit. This is like some Steve O shit. We we get a coke can and you know we smoke weed out the coke can. Yeah, all of us smoke yeah, weed it was out a coke can for the first time. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was it was, but it was the experience was something to be had at the time for me. Like it changed my life. And here's the thing is I don't, I didn't get high the first time. No, I didn't. Most people don't, right? But like I didn't feel anything. But here's something else that I fell in love with. This is my second drug, dude. Doing love is like wetness dripping down a girl's thigh dude I've, I've, i'll be <laughs> honest fire. i've been thinking you.
2: about the poem you know while you're talking and i'm trying i was like you know trying to get deep enough to try and like you know transition it so if you were in the principal's
1: office that you could be like listen this is what me. i
2: mean by to that to play it off but there's nothing dude That shit's no, 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 shallow no, 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 and just no. it's just rude
1: you know? no dude i was fucked up dude so like <laughs> but, but but dude so i smoked this weed we're fucking hotboxing the car we're yeah, driving your second love so, oh, second love, second love, dude. So I'm smoking this weed, I get out the car. Okay? Uh-huh. Nobody came with me, my friends. There was 20 of my friends at this house. The reason why is this kid had a skate park in his backyard in like Rich Scottsdale. So I was there every day, God, right? Because I yeah. skated all the time. What a dream. And I, I came back in, dude, and like, I felt like the shit, because everybody kind of surrounded me. Like, hey, how's it feel? I was like, dude, this is the best life ever, dude. Like, I'm, this is what I want. And, and my second high was, um, I love doing the wrong thing like the reaction people give you from doing the wrong thing that and doing some doing bad things behind people's backs like my parents i loved it You're dude i fucking it was villain. the adri- it was the adrenaline rush of it no dude i was straight villain like i turned into the fucking joker dude i was like run it dude like i'm gonna <laughs> fuck everything up in my life from this point on so what's exciting breaking stuff Every, dude you are on all of it point dog so so eleven to thirteen, uh-huh. craziest fucking life, dude. Yeah, because yeah. everything
2: was gay when we were twelve. Yeah. Dude, so gay. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's
1: a lot of that. But the thing is, is no real talk. But the thing is, is is we go from we go from um I go from smoking weed once, I get caught the first time. What? First time, dude. So I they wait. smelled it on you. No, 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 no. I wake up the next morning i have to wake up early to go to st louis because my dad's side of the family that my dad who adopted me at six you know mm-hmm. what i mean his side of the family is from st louis he grew up there and we had to take a flight like four in the fucking morning okay so i go home my mom doesn't catch me at night i wake up dude so you you remember flip phones uh yeah yeah fuck yeah razor dude they were fucking lit right so i had a flip phone but the thing with flip phones in the past and i you know you guys will remember this is that there was no passcode really. It was you hit star and okay to unlock the phone. You remember mm-hmm. that? Like yep. before they added the passcode settings. Mm-hmm. And so my mom could just flip it open and go through the text. Just peruse. So I wasn't smart, bro. Like I was, I had the villain mentality, but I, w- I was not street smart. Mm-hmm. So I texted that brother literally when I got home and was like, yo, in detail everything that we did and how I wanna do it again. Man, you just put it down <laughs> on paper. You needed better guidance. No, dude. dude, it was fucking stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. I got real, real good at hiding What shit. was the I consequence? I wake up. So my parents were really strict. Like, like I mean, really strict. I wake up and my mom's like, yo, your life's fucking over. <laughs> no, <not> <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, 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 dude. It was the fucking worst. I, it was the worst wake up of my life. Well, there's a couple more, but this one was so bad, dude, because my mom's like, has my phone and I knew immediately. I was like, "I, dude, I'm so absolute fucked. Like, I don't even know why she had the intuition. It was intuition. That's the only reason she went through my phone, dude. Yeah, like, they dude, know. She, dude, she was sleeping when I got home. There's mm-hmm. no fucking way. So she went through my phone. She's like, your life is fucking over and uh, we're gonna, you're gonna suffer the consequences when we get back because we had to go to fucking St. Louis. So I went to St. Louis and I'm in the bedroom with my parents because we had to have a talk, right? Oh, back up. We're on the plane. We're about to take off. My mom takes my phone, dude, and calls all of the fucking 18 year olds. There was three 18 year olds in me. And you understand why it's a bad thing. It's a horrible Cause, thing. Cause they're fucking Cause 18. 14. I was 11, oh, 11 okay. and they were 18 so yeah. this is a big like that would be a big case dude yeah dude and uh, well i'd be pissed at you well and to be honest with you like my dad who came into my life at six he's a lawyer so like it was really bad dude like it was he was like calling the parents and called the kid like i'm they like, all we, we had to sit down at my house when we got back from st louis with like, ju- everybody all the kids everybody dude all the 18 year olds and me and i'm sitting there like fucking dying dude like crying you know what i mean because i'm like i'm gonna get killed by these well though, that dudes. made you pretty popular right it did. Yeah. It, well, I did get, well, that's, dude, <laughs> dude the thing is, is like, you that think, you think it's funny, dude. I didn't care about the consequences though, man. Cause I was like, dude, I was getting my name out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good PR. Dude, infamous or famous, I didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I was like, yo, you need to know Taylor Pop,
0: And I was gonna do
1: whatever the fuck it was, dude. I don't care. And, and so we go to St. Louis, we're having that talk. This is important. And my, my parents are like, dude, you, you're fucking, you're 11 years old and you're doing drugs. You know? Right. And I said, it's a fucking plant mom. You know? That's my favorite weed defense. it, it was so funny. And and but it, like dude, I believed it. You know, when you were in that state right. and I was like, dude, and, and, and there it's still it's still the same thing, but like for me, like I was like, I'm eleven and I should be able to do this because it grows in the ground. Dude, eleven year olds shouldn't smoke weed. Yeah, like shouldn't a, you do know a what lot I mean? And, right. But like but like I knew I shouldn't have been smoking weed. Right. Like I was just a cop out, you know. I was mm-hmm. like, dude it, my dad's like, it's fucking illegal. And I'm like, Yeah, but it grows on the ground. <laughs> you know, that was my only argument, because that's all I knew. I heard it somewhere. It's natural. Yeah, I heard it somewhere, and I was like, dude, this guy's an idiot. This is undisputable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my dad's a fucking idiot. This guy with a log degree is dumb. Dude, I was like, I was like I'm was a fucking G. Like, okay. I got that, dude, I got that fucking, um, that bad mentality real young, dude. Like, that fucking, like, chip on my shoulder. I'm a fucking boss, and you're not.
2: So, how did school go after this point. So you, you start acting this way and now you're just young and reckless.
1: So I get grounded. Let me like, I'll tie this in, but like okay. I get grounded for three months, dude. 90 days. 90 days, dude. They take everything out of my room. Everything. I, I don't have a box spring. I have a mattress on the floor. What were you doing all day? No, no dude, just wait. They, and they chose my outfits. I could only wear like three outfits. So I could go I was at I was at uh I was in middle school. Was, so you had like the
2: khaki fit, the blue dude, denim. Khaki fit.
1: shorts, collared shirt, running tube top socks, running shoes that's months. actually hot yeah right, right now though. that's you're, you're, you're no you're actually wait, looking yeah, pretty yeah. nice but dude when you back then were, early 11? 2000s bro fuck no nah. you're you're dude you everybody dressed like a g dude like you like baggy everything dude um, i look like an idiot chinkos. i look like a yeah dude i look like a fucking a, f- a frat right. boy dude you were ahead
0: of the curve though dude you I were, was. Uh, that was fashion baby here's
1: the cool thing though because i had that fucking cocky mentality already i was like dude i'm gonna rock this shit and i pulled it off but dude so my mom they <laughs> they fucking they they do all this shit right and uh and dude, I could I had to sit in my room all day when I was at home. I could only go to school and back. So most people don't like school, right? At that time, I fucking hated it. But guess what, I'm in love with school. Right? Because that's where I see people. I can't converse with anybody Yeah, when with you're When you're
2: incarcerated at your house for 90 fucking days, dear. dude, and you
1: get to go to class, Damn. you just want school never to end. Dude, it was fucking miserable, dude, like staying at home. So I loved every waking moment. School. Even the schoolwork, dog. I was like, this, this is the fuck. shit. It's pretty fun. This shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it, so I'm at, I'm at fucking school, and here's the deal, dude. Uh, life's about choices. Mm-hmm. i really i pitch that all the time and that's what i believe and um i had two choices I already made the wrong choice to so smoke weed at 11. i had two choices i was like yo uh that shit was tight i have two loves now attention and fucking doing wrong things and i'm this fucking boss in my own head so i'm like dude uh i can smoke again or i cannot clearly those are the only two choices uh so it's the end of the third month of grounding and i start seeking people in my grade who who are You're about w- who to get are, off probation who exactly who are willing to smoke weed it's right. a fucking plant mom. It's a fucking plant mom. <laughs> right, so the who are willing to smoke with me, because most kids at 11 haven't smoked weed, right? So yeah, I they're a do bit a, apprehensive. Dude, I had to do fucking investigating. So I meet this kid, right? Mm-hmm. We'll call him Jake. And I meet him, and uh, dude, he... I was always a... This is something I've always like liked about my personality, even when I was doing bad things, is I've always rooted for the underdog, mm-hmm. because I've been picked on. If people... Like, the people that get picked on, I'm fucking friends with them. Mm-hmm. And that's what made me lose a lot of my my... Popular friends, because I was friends with this kid Jake, but I brought him down, dude. I was like, "Yo, we're gonna smoke this shit. We are gonna smoke this. We gonna smoke, <laughs> this, we're gonna this, smoke this fucking grass. Jake, you know what I'm saying, dude?" <laughs> and so we, so we fucking start smoking. Yeah. Mm. No, we we blow in, dude. <laughs> we blow. Where were pause, guys even pause, did by the weed way. Weed but, at eleven? Dude, so, so the eighteen. To, to, I don't know how I pulled this shit, dude. I start convincing that eighteen year old I got caught with the Sony weed. How? Dude, he was fucking dumb for doing. Yeah, it. he was dumb for. I would have you. never. I would have never done that, dude. Getting yeah. caught, then how my dad talked to him. He's like, "I'm gonna put you in fucking prison if you ever deal with my son again." Dude, start selling me weed. And like, dude, here's the funny thing though: is I'm in seventh grade. There are eighth. There's a few eighth graders that smoke weed. Yeah, and deal weed. So I, I found them. I did investigation, dude, for three months. Like you know, it was in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Like that, that I like doing wrong things. So. And dude, these are the bags of weed that have like all the seeds and they're like brown weed. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm but I'm blowing, you know, you so I'm I'm fucking I'm chiefing. And me and him are chiefing all the time. After like six months mm-hmm. of smoking every once in a while, we had to really hide because my parents, like I said, are strict and so were his. Yeah. And um we were smoking every day, all day, dude. Seventh grade. What about girls? So I meet my because f- this is like peak starting to like girl time. So dude, like I was that little emo bowl cut. Swing mm-hmm. hair, mm-hmm. girl pants, pretty oh. face. Girl pants, pretty face. Roxy pants. Hem, hem gloves, cut off fingertips. Like him, oh, the band. Something else, man. Um, fucking diet. You know everything, dude. Band shirt. Yeah. Basketball shorts with the drawstrings. Yeah. Van shoes, high top socks. What
2: were a couple of CDs on rotation back then for you? Dude, I was obviously him.
1: Yeah, but I was I was in a hardcore shit. So I was in like for job for a cowboy. Okay. I was into fucking like um nights of the abyss. Yeah. Like dark shit. Um, I was in a. I started to get into rap a lot too. But I was pretty seen, dude, for a while. Um, but I was like women were attracted to me, and I started getting some of that in seventh grade. Um, and I met this girl Caitlin.
2: Yeah. She was the first one.
1: Yeah, she was the first one. I lost my virginity to her. At Twelve. Whoa. Yeah. Who? When yeah. did you have your first kiss? 11. 11 years old. 11 zone. on the trampoline, dude. Dude, me too. Truth or fucking dare, dog. Shit. Yeah, dude. Truth or fucking dare, and oh, I fucking ran it.
2: On the trampoline. Dude. First kiss,
1: and truth we, or dare. My first... Was tra- I with you, dude? Did we kiss each other, dude? We, dude, we were... No, dude. We were fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and you. Dude, we were... So, dude, that was weird. Backshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like... Dude, well, my first kiss, I'm pretty sure. Like, dude, I don't count the little pecks in elementary school. Like, this was, dude, we made out. Like, fucking made out. I yeah. think I felt, like, grabbed her boob. Dude, it was lit. Oh, man. Um, it was so tight. And then, um, and we were really bad for each other. Till this day, the most toxic. And, dude, I've been married and divorced. Like, that was the most toxic relationship I've ever been in my life.
2: Okay, wait, wait, wait. But you and the girl that you lost your virginity to were together
1: for... Five years. Oh, wow. Seventh grade to junior year. Yeah, you don't got
2: commitment problems, man.
1: Dude, you know, the thing with that was is is it comes back to the attention seeking and the insecurity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to fuck other girls. I wanted to do that kind of stuff, but I was scared I was going to be alone. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I was like, no, I'm just going to stick with this chick. When she was cheating like the whole time. Because she was eighth grade. I'm seventh. Right, oh so man was that's the, a big jump back then it, dude it really was and dude which is not a big deal anymore but she she was 13 i was i was like or she was 13 i was 11 turning 12 dude and like she was popular as fuck though like as fuck like she was one of the you know like mean girl type fucking girls dude like she was the us. fucking she was regina george dude she was fucking balling <laughs> <laughs> she was dude and I, and I had my eye on her dude and i was like fuck yeah and i remember dude i remember like we had sex pretty quick she was like all about that like oh you're a younger fucking dude i'm gonna show you the ropes and she's never had sex either dude so i was like whatever it's like that j cole song you know what i mean it's like what dreams dude and she fucking she's never done it and 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 we yeah dude i lost my virginity at 12 dude and it's like honestly i couldn't it was weird because like i didn't know what the fuck i was doing at all obviously i'm 12 right you know okay so now you're pushing into high school i'm in a high school dude and i'm like uh obviously dating dating yeah well it's my girlfriend right and uh so I'm in high school, man, and I really start with that kid, Jake, we start doing all sorts of drugs. Like, we're not just smoking. No, no, no. So eighth grade. I gotta say eighth grade real quick. We're, we're smoking. We start taking pills. We start uh, getting somas from high schoolers and taking those and we start doing a bunch of drugs. My progression got real bad, dude. Yeah. Real fast. So high school, my parents caught me again. 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 Bad bad dude you're a second I'm, time offender now so jake went to my parents and said your son's gonna die if you don't get him help in eighth grade
2: your good buddy
1: my best friend yeah oh my
2: damn gosh. what good looking good out dude, dude.
1: I, and i appreciate it and i didn't know for three years that he did that i just thought my parents found out right like so our wizards how, yeah so my mom's like hey guess what fuck you you know uh you're not your life's over again uh, again and she's like you ain't going to this sh-. you know how some middle schools go to like high schools like certain high schools you okay. know like if you go to a middle school like most people go to a a high school that's mm-hmm. connected with that oh okay i see what you're you saying, get what I'm like saying? You transition it's like to a that segue to that so you got transitioned to a to the a different, different school. School. so my my parents are like my parents are like yeah fuck you you're going to a private school private catholic school dude mm-hmm. i'm not even catholic right what's and, that brofi no it was fucking notre dame oh okay. so she's like she's like your life's over again you're going to fucking Catholic school. So let me tell you about Catholic school, guys. You can't we're, chew gum. So we're about to take a break here, actually. Oh, a 33 break. minutes. 33 minutes. But I think
2: at Catholic school is a good way to start off the, the break. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, all right, it's we're intense. back. Let's talk about Catholic school. We're back? No, no, we're not back. <laughs> we're gonna, we're <laughs> gonna, we'll we'll gonna be right back. We're going to be right, right back. back. <laughs>
0: back, and we back, and we back, and we back. <laughs> Yo, do not forget my people to check out e Not e 6 City. What the fuck's wrong with me, dude? ButtOutEcigs.com. 20% off your order. Enter in the promo code Last week out, dude. Support the podcast, my people. All right, we're just getting back from our brape, our brape, our brape, our Bob vape break. break, our vape break. Mm-hmm. Um, all our wonderful vape things brought to you by you guessed it. Butt out dude. So holler at him. Dang, butt, good big butt. Dang your butt out vape, dude. He's got a big butt out vape, dude. It's (laughs) sick, dude. Uh yeah, they got everything. Everything you need. So coming back from this break. Taylor Pop's been telling us his story, okay? Here's the thing about Taylor Pop, dude. Alright? He's talented. And I think he's really talented and we were just talking about that too. So we're gonna get into some of the stuff that you're currently doing now. A little bit more struggle and some of the stuff that you're doing now because you're a motivational speaker. You go to schools and you talk to kids. Yeah. That's fucking rad. You're a rapper. You're like the you're you're like the next G Eazy dude. <laughs> Except when a couple people go backstage at the G Eazy show, they don't return. Wait, wait,
2: G Easy or G Z?
0: They're never way knew. different people. Dude. I never knew the difference. There's two that's two totally different icons. Jeezy's
1: like a, a big thug and then G <laughs> Eazy's like a, a white rapper.
0: Yeah, dude. Get that fuck from the from the Yay area. Who is first?
1: Jeezy. Young Jeezy yeah, yeah so wait there's young jeezy well that's no jeezy G- is young jeezy that's what he goes by dude we'll sit down wow. we'll do a little powerpoint after this
0: dude yeah, we'll get you young. indoctrinated he's in all not the music. young anymore dude yeah well and you were
2: talking about you you were going to catholic school yeah and when we took the break you know i know that you have such a uh large gamut of experience in overcoming different adversities yeah like when we were out to breakfast you were talking about you know three years into one overcoming one adversity you're overcoming another and you're going through this whole change and during all of that you're going to schools and talking with them and you're also pushing art and you're doing a lot so get me from you're going to catholic school (laughs) into um, you know, the hardship and then the transition, like what sort of was the aggregate of that transition?
1: Yeah, and I'll sum it up, cause there's, you know, there's a lot. But from, from freshman year, I'm in, in uh, Catholic school. Yeah. And then, you know, I almost died my first time at 14, freshman year, alcohol poisoning. And- um, Damn, dude. Yeah, it was bad, dude. And uh, like, like almost died in the hospital room three times. Like they had to save me over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, dude, it didn't affect me. Mm. Cause I didn't know, but I crossed, I I was an already an addict at like 13 years old. And so by 14 I was, but I didn't know that. Right. So I drank the next day. Like I didn't care. Holy shit. Yeah. I didn't care. And I did drugs too. And then, you know, from freshman year to, to, to junior year, halfway through junior year, I just did all the drugs and drank as much as I possibly could, you know, and uh, somehow lived through it. And then my parents sent me away to Utah for a year. And uh, in the middle of the desert, like if you've seen the movie fucking holes, that's exactly what it looked like. Mm. Wow, dude. Yeah, well, like Utah. Digging
0: the idiot, up right? them holes.
1: digging, We walked in a circle and they made us act as like horses uh, with a carriage. Like we had to walk a carriage all day long in a circle and chant like we're responsible for our actions. Whoa! It was worse than jail by were far. Were most of the kids your age? Yeah, and they're all the way down to like fucking thirteen, dude. Wow. Yeah, and I was fifteen when I got sent away. Okay. Yeah. So you spent a year out there. A year out there, bro. And I got out, and uh, I made it a month without doing drugs and alcohol. Only a month. What were you thinking at that age? Were you thinking that what you were doing was wrong, or? Yeah, but I didn't. I, I was so resentful and pissed off at my parents for sending me away that I was like, I'm gonna come back and do more drugs and drink more out of spite yeah,
2: and, I, and I did you know yeah. I made
1: it a month because like in my head I knew I was like bad
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but it didn't stop me dude so I started to get back into drugs and uh, then I, I, I dude I fucking dropped out of high school I couldn't I couldn't catch up dude because I was in there for a fucking year I well, yeah, dude, half it's mustard
0: you can't catch up so.
1: dude yeah you oh. couldn't dude you couldn't and it was wow. difficult it was
0: difficult
1: okay oh. I'd say you drop out of school what do you do then? So I well so like I went to SEC I got my GED okay okay and I went to SEC or uh, community college and I uh, got some credits and I transferred to ASU and oh. I convinced my parents hey like if I get credits can I go to ASU like will you help me go to ASU and I had one motive to get as fucked up as I possibly could because now my parents aren't going to be in my life right long. yeah and uh, Did you stay on campus at ASU oh yeah which which dorms? oh dude Hasi. Oh, yeah. Ampa, dude a room or floor three I don't remember the room dude but I fucking Never have done that many drugs and drank that much in my life, ever. The first, dude, I, I moved in a week early. because knew- All the parents are sending their kids to college. <laughs> dude, geez. They're going to be fine. Yeah, dude, it was wild. It was wild. Okay. So then that moved into my cocaine addiction at ASU. I became a full-blown cocaine addict and like a bottle-a-day drinker. Right. So I'm doing that all the way until like... Fucking in twenty years old, but I knew I had a problem. Now Mm -hmm. I knew I had a fucking problem, but I didn't care. I didn't care. I thought I was like born to drink, do drugs at this point, and die. That's a big difference from when I was a kid, right? Yeah. Well, we were talking about that was like, you know, I think I
2: was naive to my drug and alcohol use. Not that it was a problem, but I think I always just kind of allocated it as like I'm a young man this is what young people it's do. It's what you do. It's a yeah. social thing. Yeah. Uh, and then it obviously was not very <laughs> no. social. <laughs> it was not normal. But we were talking about how, yeah. you know, p- kind of like it's it's kind of like a wave, a trend to be depressed. But you were saying when you were a kid, you were feeling that, you know. And I, yeah. and I know there are kids. I mean, I remember the first time someone committed suicide and I just couldn't relate to mm. it, mm. you know. And then for mm. you saying, you know, you just thought that you were – gonna drink and and die because i always had high hopes i was like oh i'm gonna you know be a amazing
1: man no and i I didn't care yeah at this point okay probably from probably from like 13 on i didn't give a fuck that i was gonna die i knew i was gonna die doing it right it just didn't it just didn't register dude Mm -hmm. like that whole like oh i want happiness that success to me fucking was gone Mm -hmm. it's out the window so like something changed okay completely and um Dude, I was in and out of rehabs a lot, like going to treatment to get off drugs and alcohol. And I uh, but I couldn't figure it out, dude. Like I saw these people and they're like, hey man, like this this will help you stay sober and off drugs and alcohol and I was like, I just I couldn't wrap my head around it, dude. So I'd like get sober for a little bit and get you know, get some months under me and then I would go back out and like get get drunk and high again. Right. You know? And uh, and my parents got real fucking sick of it watching me die and spending all this money dude they just threw money at fucking treatment to try to save my life because they're so desperate dude and i didn't give a shit about nobody not one person Mm. and uh it just got bad man like the the drugs are one thing like i was on you know the cocaine the alcohol but it didn't matter what it was dude i was just i was just uh always looking to not feel me so i went from this happy kid to fucking uh uh, life was such a burden it was such a burden to be how old are you now 25, 25, 25. So we're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of ground in between 20 and 25. It was, dude, it, but it was fast, man. From because t- I got sober or I got off drugs. and alcohol at 21. Well, what happened that made you get sober? Like,
2: because for a listener, like when I hear people talking about their struggles with alcohol and drugs, I think you know, to someone who hasn't been in the middle of it, you know, you could say, well, you know, the moral convictions were off, and then even for you, you had some you know, questionable decisions prior to using drugs and alcohol. Of course. You're in love with attention. you know. We have talked about that on the podcast before about some of the things we did when we were kids. Previously. Yeah, I was a bad kid, dude. I stole baseball cards and threw rocks and did a bunch of things, you know. same, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) fucking same. Yeah, dude, we kissed on the trampoline, dude. I remember. Yeah, we did. And so, um, for you, you know, you're going back and forth, you kind of are, god not like complacent but resigned to this mm-hmm. lifestyle i gave up dude what changed from 20 to 21 when you
1: finally obviously you get sober well so dude i went i, I became a meth addict at 20 years old I, i've done it before but i became addicted, fully addicted to what meth. a messy drug to be addicted dude, to, dude it was rough man i was doing it all day every day i wasn't eating i wasn't sleeping so let me sum this up for you right what what came to an end for why i got help why because i didn't care right so what would change that i dude i had nobody to talk to Uh no family Uh, i got kicked out of rehab um i have no friends even even the guy who got me introduced me basically to doing meth all the time the guy i was doing it with all the time that i met in rehab he i was too unruly apparently you know Cause there's different levels, I guess, of yeah. Matthews, but, but he's like, dude, I can't be around you. Like, cause I would, you know, try to fight him or try to steal his stuff, you know? So he kicked me out and I was like homeless. I had nothing, dude. I had fucking nothing. And I already hated myself and hated everybody. Right. right. So now all my, my external things are fucked and completely. And they already, they have been for years, but I got to this point, man, where I was like, I've been in way worse places in my life than the time I got sober this time. Way worse, way worse. But I convinced these three females to let me sleep on their their floor of their apartment. Nice. Yeah, and they live right by Old Town, which didn't help my drinking or my <laughs> drug use, like five minute walk. And um, I'm sleeping, which is in Scottsdale, I'm sleeping on their floor, and they let me live there because I brought them drugs and alcohol. I didn't have a job. I couldn't hold a job since ever in my life, mm-hmm. right? and. Um, They all worked at CVS, mostly the same shifts, and I don't know how that's possible, how they got that fucking gig. But they, so they're all working, right? And um, I remember, dude, it's the night before they went to work though, so let me take it to there. I'm I'm drinking, I'm high, and uh, dude, I start fucking crying, right? I start like fucking sobbing, and I hate my life. And I've been suicidal like my whole life, like after getting into drugs. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Like I'm so done with this life, dude. Uh, because I'm never going to quit. This is going to kill me, but I can't handle it anymore because it's not really doing anything for me. It's not numbing the pain, so I might as well just fucking off myself. And, uh, you know, dude, it was a weird experience because, like, I started yelling at the wall. I started crying, sobbing. Was anyone else there? No, you, it's just me in this This is department. the night before they go to work. Is that what you said? Oh, no, no, no. It's the morning of now. It's the the morning, morning of now. So, so okay, I go to sleep. It. I got depressed the night before. Okay. And I was crying, and I was like, dude, I can't live this way, right? Got it. And I hope to not wake up, but that was every day. Right, I just prayed I didn't wake up. The morning of, they go to work. I'm sitting there, that's right, and I'm staring at the wall and I'm screaming at the wall like crazy, I haven't slept in like a week. And I'm sitting there and I'm sobbing, dude, and like I can feel everything. And my whole goal in my life is to never feel anything. I can feel it all, nothing worked, dude. I was really drunk, At six in the morning, I was chugging a handle of vodka, right? And uh, I started yelling at the wall and I was like, yo, if there's anything out there, like, because um, I promised I would never go back to getting sober. Because I tried so many times. And I was like, if there's anything out there, give me one more, one more fucking shot, dude. Like, if there's anything, like, fucking talk to me. And obviously nothing was like, yo, Taylor, I got you, you know? <laughs> fucking swooped me up and carried me into fucking safety, you know? It was, yeah. it, it, dude, it was fucking, it was stupid. So at that point, nothing answered me. I was like, yo, fuck this shit, right? Something fucking happened, though, dude. Something fucking happened, dude. It just registered in my head, dude. It was like, it, it was out of nowhere, dude. It was like, I don't want it get higher or drunk anymore and there was a thought that came to my head it's like why don't you try something different and reach out for help it wasn't my thought dude fuck that i wanted to die mm-hmm. and um i had two choices and that's what i always pitch, dude is it's my life's about choices and it really is man because like here's the deal i know how to get drunk very well i know how to get high and i know how to fucking take too much so it'll fucking kill me right if i need if need be but i also had a phone somehow was still paying the bill or someone for my mom was i don't fucking know just to check on me or whatever thanks obama yeah fucking obama burners right so i call my mom okay because because i made that decision but let me tell you about that phone dude that phone was a million pounds and you hear that kind of stuff but dude it really it was the hardest decision i probably ever made in my life and i called my mom my mom's actually out of town and she's like dude i fucking can't help you i'm not in the state you know and she was done with me mm-hmm. she didn't want to help me um, not because she didn't love me. She just, you know, she watched me Same kill myself. Song and for, dance. Yeah, over for and over. so fucking long, dude. And she said, call your aunt, okay? So I called my aunt. I was like, fuck, I could have said fuck it then, right? Right. But I, I was, dude, there was something guiding me, dude. It wasn't me, dude, I wanted to die. I, I prayed to get hit by cars every day, right? And uh, I call my aunt and she sends my little cousin. And this is huge for me because, dude, my little cousins, I have three, they, they used to, they looked at me as a hero. They knew I was on drugs, dude, but they didn't know how bad. So she picked me up, and I'm like 120 pound, six three. I'm 160 pound, six three, and if you could see me, I'm skinny, right? So it's like I was a fucking skeleton, and she just starts crying right when she sees me, and it's like, dude, right? So she takes me to the hospital to like uh, a hospital in Phoenix, and I, I get off the alcohol safely, so I don't, you know, have a seizure or whatnot. Because if you drink too much for a long period of time, you have a you can have a seizure getting off of it and die. Right. Uh, so I got hospital treatment, and two people came and spoke in this hospital, right? And it was a guy who was a heroin addict who got got off drugs, and a girl who was a cocaine addict who got off drugs. And they spoke, and something happened, dude. Just like when I when I didn't want to get hired drunk again.
2: Your connection.
1: The craziest thing. And I don't even remember a fucking word they said. Mm. This is what happened. You've heard the term, like, your life flashing before your eyes, right? It was like I envisioned a timeline of my whole life. I saw, it, it did flash before my eyes, but it, it was from the moment I smoked weed at 11 in that car for the first time, till 21. Mm. June 18, 2015, right? Yeah. It was from that time frame. every time I got arrested and went to jail, every time I did drugs, every time I hurt anybody, every time I stole from my grandparents, my parents, every time I got in fist fights, every time I fucked people over, no matter what it was, it didn't matter. You know, fill the blank. Every bad thing that ever happened in my life, was due to my my decisions and doing drugs and alcohol and stuff like that man it was it was it was fucking crazy so but i but i realized man that like i had to do something is what i'm trying to say like it was it was like i couldn't hide from the truth anymore right so so the push was these thoughts that were put in my head i guess you'd say it sounds crazy right because it is it still baffles me but no fucking way would have i would i have gotten sober so if I wanted to cultivate that
2: experience, say I have somebody who's going through what you're talking about going through over and over and over, back and forth. You've been in these places. People have come and talked to you
1: before, right? Up right. until that point. Yeah. What was different? So everybody, dude, my mom used to cry in front of me. Why are you killing yourself in the family? Right. Right. And I would just fucking get out of my fucking face, right? And get high And Dude, the, the, the difference was, man, is like when I had that moment of like, you should try something else. I I realized for the first time and I'd never realized this before, that like, dude, I really can't I really can't get my life together on my own. That's a beautiful thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Because Well
2: just like the feeling of like This is bigger than I
1: think it is. It was, and that was the moment for me. Like I said, I couldn't hide from the truth anymore. It became so much more, dude. It was like, because before I was always like, I would get off drugs for a little bit and life would get good again, dude. I get the fucking trust and all that shit back. And then I would be like, I'm good. Clearly I'm not an addict. Right. But this is that moment where I was like, dude, it's so much more than me. And I can't do this without, without help, dude. Like it's so much stronger than me. This obsession to want to get high and drunk. So, was it an uphill climb after that? It was, but it was difficult, man. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I've been to many rehabs. I got tried to get sober a lot of times, but this was the hardest. And, uh, you know, dude, within a month of being sober, I was doing as much as since that day, June 15 or June 18, 2015, dude, I've done everything in my fucking power to stay off drugs and alcohol. And I mean, the list is like, over and over. I was helping multiple people every day. Uh, I was taking people, you know, down the path to help them get sober all the fucking time, dude. Like I was constantly like reading spiritual things. I was constantly talking to people that were sober and off drugs for a while because yeah. they walked that path before me, dude. And I was doing everything, man. Cause I was desperate.
2: Well, and that's a big thing in our community that I really like is that we're taught to, to live in service, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of, it, it's sometimes, a. Uh, I don't know. It's not misguided. I would say, though, it's kind of out of what you think the normal thing to do is. Like, if someone's struggling with depression, you know, it would be almost... Poorly received to be like you got to help other people who are struggling with depression to help yourself. Right, you know? that sounds backwards. Yeah, it right. sounds completely backwards. backwards
0: well, maybe you, you need gotta to
2: gotta give it away to keep it. Yeah.
0: it <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you gotta help some people move some tables and chairs, dude. Dude, so
1: that's my experience, man. Like, every whatever anybody fucking told me, whatever you were asked I, it, by by people who I. Trusting. Yeah, yeah, the people I trusted, of course. You know, you know, because like it wasn't about uh, getting the attention anymore, man. Because I was, t- I'm going to be real with you. I wasn't scared to death probably from 11 to 21. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Uh, but all of the sudden, I was desperate to live. All of the sudden. Like I said, it was a miracle, dude. Like that was one of those things I that morning, I, it was fucking a miracle. And then when those two people spoke, it was a miracle. Another one, dude. And it's like I, I could see the bigger picture, dude, for once. It wasn't just this micro life, these, these fucking you know, shutters around my eyes, I could see the bigger picture. So you got
2: involved in service yeah, and purpose.
1: Yes. What are some roadblocks you've hit in the past few years? Dude, I mean, I was in a grip of unhealthy relationships yeah. at the beginning of me getting off drugs and alcohol. Uh, my parents didn't trust me for a second, mm-hmm. so that was very difficult because they kept questioning if I was on drugs and drinking when i wasn't yeah and that really is difficult that makes sense though it made me want to do drugs and get drunk you know um i i had um a couple you know close people to me die from drugs and alcohol people who were actually leading me through this died you know overdosed on drugs and alcohol um and those were very hard times for me right because i i didn't realize man like that that I couldn't live life like a normal person. Like my brain was different. What do you mean? Like when I was off drugs and alcohol, man, like it was like I was hypersensitive to everything. And I really needed like, you know, people, people's help to get through any situation, man. And I couldn't, it's like, I couldn't handle life. It was like too overwhelming, right? Especially when I first got off drugs. So so I was like grabbing for any fucking thing I could dude. It was like I was drowning and I, but I, but I knew I needed to make the effort or else I was gonna die. Mm. And pick up drugs and alcohol again. And dude, I, I've overcome a lot of those relationships and, a, and and a lot of the deaths. Very right when I got off drugs and alcohol, which were really hard for me, dude. And my family was not rooting for me. Like they, of course, they wanted me to be sober, and they would pray one day. But dude, they didn't want to get their hopes up. Yeah, they didn't want to get invested. Dude, what? How many times they're waiting for the shoe to drop, right?
2: All yes, they it's saw. dropped a
1: couple of times already many dude many <laughs> 10 plus dude so it's like the, the thing with my mom is like she wanted she, she'd hope that she didn't have to bury her son uh but she she was prepared for it well before yeah
2: alright so talk to me a little bit about <clears throat> what you're doing now dude it's let me say this
1: I'm I gotta get close to the mic am I good yeah you're good okay So it's a whole world of difference man um if you told me my life was gonna be this way, I'd fucking, uh, there's no way, okay? Cause, Cause this is the difference, man. My whole life I've been miserable, like after I started drugs at least, and then like pr- right before that, I you know I was getting bullied and I felt disconnected. And it's like today, the most important thing that I have is that I have connection. And you mentioned that. Do I have connection with people I love, man? So my family trusts me. It's very important. My, my mom and me and my, and my whole family were best friends. Mm-hmm. I have a key to their fucking house, right? I watch their dogs, like they trust me, dude. I used to steal all their fucking things, everything. And um, dude, I have all the, all the fucking incredible friends, right? Because dude, I never thought I should be treated nicely. So I always had these shithead friends. But these, these dudes that I have today, man, will do anything for me. Anytime I call, they do something for me, right? And, and I can tell them any emotion I'm going through, no one's gonna make fun of me. That's so key, dude, in my life. I've never had that kind of connection right so with my family a connection i never thought fucking existed and then with my friends too those are very important things also dude is the main thing about the difference in my life today compared to where it was before is i love myself i fucking love dude it makes love is like wetness dripping down a girl's thigh <laughs> <laughs> or that thank you cuz it cured me away from the emotion
2: well is that from the
1: esteemable action that you've been dude, doing so so let me let me drop this it's kind of you know crazy but as humans, dude, what I've realized is if you're doing continuous wrong things, like you're making taking the wrong action continuously, that lowers your self worth completely. Mm-hmm. And you can battle me on that, but it's the truth, dude. You, you want self
2: esteem, not... do esteemable things. Exactly. Well, I fucking you know? believe exactly. that, dude. That's it's,
1: a huge thing. I that believe is a huge thing,
0: dude. Because, you can't do even hold on. There's a there's a story, right, dude? Uh, at that time when you're talking about when you got sober it was around this time, and it was a summer day. Yeah. And I called you up. Yeah. And I said, hey, dude, we're going to go help some people today. Oh, just incredible story. We're going to go it's help incredible. some people today, dude. So I drive fucking 45 minutes to go pick you up. Yeah. Come back. You're like, what are we doing? I'm like, oh, we're just going to help set this thing up, dude. It's okay. And then we get to we get to this one place and we're picking up all these tables and chairs, dude. Yeah. And I don't remember. And you've reminded me of it. But I didn't remember this till you reminded me of the story was right. uh, you were like, why are we doing this? And I was like, so we might just stay sober today.
1: This what was it actually for, though? So 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 he calls me right, and he's like, "Yo, I'm picking you up," and I think he—I don't think you lied to me, but you're like, "We're gonna go do something." You like <laughs> didn't tell we'll me. Go get my, ice cream. Yeah, you didn't <laughs> tell me what the <laughs> fuck is gonna happen. He's like, hey, we're gonna go fucking you know have a great time," and and we get we get to this fucking treatment, or this place, and he he's like he's like, "Dude, it's 120 degrees outside." Okay, it's an, it's or it's like 110 at least. Too hot. It's fucking Arizona, right? And it's the middle of the summer. And he's like, yo, we're gonna go move tables and chairs. And dude, I have what, two weeks off drugs and alcohol? Maybe a little longer than that, maybe a couple months. Yeah, what a torture. And I was like, dude, fuck you. I was so pissed. Here's the thing, I'll, I never forgot it till this day, dude, it completely changed my life. What he said to me, what fucking chat said to me. Dude, he goes, he goes, when we're walking, he's walking to his car or, or we're walking to the car together. I don't fucking remember, but he's, he looks back at me and I was like, dude, that was fucking bullshit. Like, why are we doing this? Right. Why did, why'd you make me do that? We did for hours, dude. And he's like, he's like, you might just stay sober today. Right. Might. And that's what really fucking stuck with me though, man. Cause like, here's the deal. A lot of people don't, you know, people who don't deal with addiction, right. Don't, I don't, you know, it's how would they understand? Right. I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like for people who deal with addiction and like substance use problems and alcohol problems, man, it's like, it's like, dude, that's what I do. And I will forever do that. If I don't do contrary action forever. And I could slip back like that, dude. It's been four years since I've done any of that, and I could fucking, today, right? So I have to follow these things, man. And talk about walking, you know, climbing over obstacles. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing. Obstacles hit me every day. And it's a
0: beautiful transition, because not only are those the actions that we can take, obviously, to stay sober, but I believe, too, that those are actions that can be taken when we're struggling with something deeper than addiction anything it's like anything. I'm feeling real bad about myself right now dude and it's wah 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 me 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 me, me. but it's like I can go out there and just be helpful to somebody and in return they can give me something that they could never understand right you know it's like yeah help right. me move these fucking tables and chairs in on 120 no I don't want to fucking do that right but I do that and I, at the end of the day I look back at that and I go damn that felt good right that felt good to be helpful that felt good to go out of my way to do something nice
1: Everyone who's ever like held, even held a door for somebody, right? To like let them into a store or whatever. Oh,
0: dude, you get stuck holding the door for like 20 people. <laughs> you like, too. son of but, a bitch. But
1: that too. But dude, I've never felt worse. I've always felt better after doing even little things, man. Yeah. But, but your question, man, the biggest difference mm-hmm. today from prior, dude, I had no purpose and it was chaos 24-7 prior, okay? I have complete peace and serenity today. And there's, there's fucking, dude, there's no chaos at all. Like, life happens. Life's difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my life's fucking amazing 24-7. What are the disciplines? The disciplines, dude, is I I, I stay on regimen, right? Like, I wake up and I have certain things that I do every day, Kay. right? Like, I pray.
2: Is that that new ED drug? Yeah, it's dude. Stay on regimen? CBD. Dude, always, dude. I'm just
1: <laughs> popping stuff. <stand on> <laughs> so, so I wake up, man, and I, and I like, dedicate my time to getting connected. So I don't go back to that, man. Like, I wake up, I pray, I meditate. I do all these sorts of things, man. I do readings, spiritual readings, I call people and check on them man because here's the deal a lot of my drug use and alcohol is my problem with being self-centered in life and I realize that when I isolate and push people away man I'm fucked okay so I need to stay connected so that's a huge discipline I stay connected as much as I possibly can I can always grow I, I lack in certain areas but I dude, these are the disciplines that I do every day and dude it's my whole day though well what are you working on now Dude, right now I'm really working on um, being 100% authentic Taylor everywhere I am. Present. Yeah, completely. But completely me. No fake. No, and, and I and I think for the most part I am that, right? But you can always grow. And it's like, dude, you, you know, my biggest thing, man, is, is I lived 14 lives back when I was doing drugs and alcohol. Nobody knew who I was. If I was around you, I was you. Or what you wanted. Exactly. Or what I knew someone else wanted. Got it. Right now I'm Taylor. No matter what. No matter what, dude. And and it's like it's a con. You constantly have to work on, it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like I think I am authentic Taylor all the time, but it's like it's it's a fucking huge discipline, dude. Mm-hmm. Because my brain still tells me, oh, dude, I get a little attention. Oh, that feels nice. You know what I mean? And I want to act out and I want to be fake and I want to be this and I want to be that. And it's subconscious, so I have to be careful, man. I have to watch everything that I do,
2: mm-hmm.
1: always. Well, what defect do you fall into the most, dude? I mean. Still attention seeking? Sometimes, Yeah. sometimes. absolutely, fucking dude. Sometimes, uh, it's social media, dude. Gets me every time. Mm -hmm. When I'm struggling with anything in my life, it kind of bleeds into other things, and that's when my defects will come out of my character, which would be seeking. I'll go down, I'll get on Instagram, and I'll post some dumb shit that I know feels completely wrong, because that's not who I am, and just to get attention, and then I'll, but here's the difference, okay? I'd post some wild shit. In the in the past, and not care, I delete it like 30 minutes later every time, <laughs> because I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm embarrassed, dude. That's not who I am, man, and that's not being authentic, Taylor. So that's kind of what it looks like, man. And in you know, another thing I really struggled with, I always struggled with um, seeking. And you heard it in my whole story, but seeking validation externally. So it's not just attention, man. It it doesn't have to be attention. It could be sex. It could be it could be gambling. It could be anything, dude. It doesn't matter as long as it makes it gives me a feel good. You know, my receptors get happy. Mm-hmm. Then I can get stuck on it because because of my addictive personality. So there's times where um, my brain will tell me to do that, and I'll fall I'll fall short, dude.
2: When you're talking about hard stuff, like when you're talking about sex or talking about yeah. you know social media. You know, for me, I would ask you where the action lies. Like, are you? staying more off of social
1: media? Are you staying away from women? Or are you changing your behavior with women? What is right, it? Right, right. So uh social media is very intentional for my speaking now. Like I'm very intentional with what I post. Okay. So I am staying off. I'm I'm not on it to scroll as much. i very much so shortened that time. So that's the discipline there. Okay. So I don't get, you know, all oh, fucking oh Taylor's gonna be fake Taylor right now. And then with the women <laughs> with the women man, like I had a lot of problems with um I'm just gonna be fully honest dude like I had a lot of problems with um, back in the day I'd use women all the time right for for just sexual things and it dude it was it's just not it's so not who I am and uh, and I struggled with ha- learning how to not do that in sobriety in the ways that I have not done that is that it's really with me because it was deeper than just having sex it was that deep abandonment thing man that I was seeking love right and um, I, I had to work on myself I had to work on myself. I did a lot of work inner healing on myself and dude, I don't do that shit anymore. I don't do that shit anymore. You know, did you have to hit a bottom in that? Yes. Yes. So I got married and divorced in sobriety. Right. And um, everybody in my life dropped me out of their life. They're like, why? Because they hated her. It wasn't it was not a good choice. Okay. It was not a good choice. And it was completely Taylor and delusion. Because I got caught up in the sexual things and like that. And then I got caught up in the relationship and it was somebody to give me that validation, man. Even, even off drugs and alcohol for, I had a year and a half when I met her, right? And I married her. A year and a half off drugs and alcohol and you met a girl and you got married. So the problem's not the drugs and alcohol, man. The problem is me. Right. And I got married and I was only married for two months.
2: Was she also uh, in the program?
1: She was not. Okay. Uh, But she, she drank very heavily. I can't say she was an alcoholic, but she drank a lot. Um, and that was hard. I'm surprised I stayed sober. I'm gonna be real too, because I was with her for two years, but we only married for two months, right? And that was one of my bottoms. Okay, that that enabled me to to because when I left, right, it was dude. It was only it was only a year ago. I left July first. Yeah. Wow, man. We're coming up on a year. Yeah. And <sighs> and dude, it was re- that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Harder than getting sober was leaving that. Really? It was the hardest thing I ever done. It was, it was more of a drug than anything ever was to me. And I left, man, and, and I knew um, that, I was gonna, that I was gonna get back on drugs and alcohol or I was gonna kill myself or something if I didn't do work. And I did a lot of fucking work. Yeah, we so were that was my bottom, that. but that's, that's the bottom that enabled me to not wanna feel that way and keep getting in the same relationships, man. Yeah. I've always struggled with women, always. So now, dude, I don't, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't, I don't really talk to women, dude. I don't. I don't sleep around. It's just, dude, and, and I'm okay. Guess why, though? Why why I can do this? This is the best part. Yeah, <laughs> this is the fucking best part. Is um because I'm okay with myself. Dude, and that's so deep, right? It's a beautiful thing because I've never been here and I never thought I could get here. And I want to say, I'm going to shout out to the people watching for a second, right? If anybody does watch this, dude, it's like, the the only reason i am here i mean there's a lot of other reasons but the the main reason for me is that i never gave up on myself you know and that's super fucking key right that's super fucking key i was close many times man but i'm only here because i keep wanting to be the better taylor every day dude that's the only reason you know yeah
2: dude that's a hell of a way to wrap it up we're honestly eight minutes over and i was just gonna let you and you i was gonna ask you synthesize
1: but for you you would say just don't give up on yourself dude the as long as you are breathing and walking and alive right you have a chance at a better life period great man
0: well wow.
2: seriously
1: good stuff dude
0: <sighs> yeah that shit's wild dude the only way you can get to that kind of stuff is obviously through a lot of pain so, thank yeah. you for being transparent and sharing all that with us today, dude. Of course. Please man. like and follow the podcast, of course, dude. Man. You can follow Taylor Pop on Instagram, officially Taylor Pop, dude. And check out all his dope ass shit. We'll put his link in the fucking bio, no. dude. Oh, my God. I love you guys so much, dude. Just keep doing your thing out there, baby. Thanks again. Man. Mwah. Dude, of course. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.